Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. So many great moments. Oh, here we go. Thrill. So many thrills. Oh, hang on. So many spills. And we're underway. Triple M is proud to present... Unbelievable! MG's Rugby League Rundown. And then there were six... We say goodbye to the Cronulla Sharks. We say goodbye to the Canberra Raiders. Both those teams going out in thrillers last weekend. MG, uh, we're down to six teams. Only six can now win the NRL comp for 2023. Good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, uh, Liam and uh, everyone who's listening. Um, What a dramatic first round of finals footy we saw. And it was... Um, a kind of if you if you're backing if you're backing the favourites in in the four games, well, it went to its status quo. But there wasn't uh, it wasn't for some high drama in in a couple of the games that um, you know the first game obviously was a Broncos and Storm was that was disappointing if you're a Storm supporter. It was mm. you don't you don't usually say this much about Craig Bellamy coach teams, but they didn't turn up. They just simply didn't turn up, and we all kind of knew that after ten minutes that. They had no one backing each other. The forwards weren't backing each other up. Um, they were playing the ball one or two seconds slower than the Broncos. The Broncos just wanted the game more, quite simply. And I think after 50 minutes, when it was 8-0 at halftime, you thought, oh, you know, Melbourne could still be in this. But then they scored again, the the Bronx. And I think Melbourne started thinking about Friday night footy um, uh, against the Roosters. So, yeah, um, disappointing that first game. But Broncos, if, if well, didn't anybody... make a statement. I was going to say, if there's anybody that didn't wasn't taking the Broncos' premiership credentials seriously, they mm. have to now. That is, we've to. talked about, you look back at the years and we talk about it, MG, that defense, the best defensive team is the team that usually goes on to win the comp. And to yep. shut out the Melbourne Storm, not a weakened Melbourne Storm, this was a borderline full-strength Melbourne Storm, to shut them out the way they did, uh, they stamped their premiership credentials as legitimate. Um, and, and I think, if I, I reckon there was a little bit of, hey, Penrith, watch this. Yeah. Watch this. Watch what we're about to do to oh, one of the best two, best teams in the last two decades. Well, there's no doubt that the, that was the, the flex of the muscle was aimed at one one area, and that was the, the foot of the mountains. And um, there was no coincidence that Reynolds was man of the match, and then, then Nathan Cleary responded in spades. Um, playing probably one of the best games I've seen him play. 33 runs of the football for a halfback. That's unheard of. Um, and the beauty of what Nathan Cleary did the next day against the Warriors was that he played both six and seven. <laughs> and I, I think going into Friday night's game um, with Jerome Hughes being in doubt for the Melbourne Storm, I think for them to win against the Roosters, who are you know on a, on a good wave of six in a row, Munster's got to do the same. Munster's got to be more involved. Munster's got to get more touches of the ball, more runs. Um, because, you know, that's exactly what Nathan Cleary did against the Warriors. They, very similar games, very, very similar games. The game was both uh, both over by halftime, and um, both halfbacks in the Broncos, uh, you know, Reynolds and, and, and Nathan Cleary both were outstanding, and um, we find ourselves in, you know, as you said, Sharky's gone, Raiders gone, um, but what a, wait, what, a, what a fantastic weekend of footy. Talk to me a bit more about Nathan Cleary, because... We have this, and it's probably in all sport, where there's this understanding that there's a dominant player in the game, but because of week-to-week efforts or even month-long stretches, we all get a bit carried away with declaring somebody the best in the game at the time. Yeah. But fundamentally, like, I think James Tedesco suffered a little bit of this probably three, four years ago, where he was the best player in the game. But then we had these runs from from Turbo 
Mm. Uh, and we had these little stretches from other players that had us going, oh, best player in the game, best player in the game. And yet Tedesco's overall level was so high, mm. we just didn't appreciate him for what he was. And I think we're at that stage a little bit with Nathan Cleary now, as crazy as it is. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. like, well, he's never won a Dally M and Nico Hines and and Latrell for stretches. And, and, you know, Nathan Cleary is still the best player in the game. I think week to week he is. I think consistently he is. The way he is a student of the game and the way he breaks down opponents by methodically watching them through tape and um, the last, the first to a, a training session, the last to leave a training session, uh, it creates a fantastic culture of determination and, and uh, you know, just making sure that every little, every little I is dotted and every T is crossed and it's how Penrith play. They're led by their leader, and at the, you know Yowie is obviously the co-captain, or Isaiah Yo. And but Nathan Cleary's performances uh, in the last three or four seasons for Penrith is is why they are where they are. You know, to to win three minor premierships out of four years, to to be on the cusp of greatness not seen since eighty one, eighty two, eighty three from back to back to back premierships is almost unheard of in the modern era with the salary cap being so stringent. So, um. And, it's, and 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 I think what's happened to Nathan as well is it, it's, I think he now, he's is it, that piece he's come to peace with the with being a, a superstar of the game. It's, I think it was something he wrestled with in the early part of his career. Mm. That you know I'm, I'm, I'm a rugby league player. Why has everyone got their camera in in, the, in my face? But now <laughs> I think he's kind of he's come to terms with okay, this is this is the this is the mode. This is the this is the, the way I want to go down this this aisle and. A lot of stuff that a lot of people don't see. A lot of people we are a lot of things we are seeing about him. The the visits to cancer sufferers and uh, car accident sufferers into their house, both him and Ivan. That's only the the pinnacle of what he you know. That's only a, a touch of what he does away mm. from the game. He's a very generous kid. Um, he's, he's and he comes from a good family. I mean, that's you know, he's and it shows on the footy field because for him to take a pay cut uh, last season to to you know reaffirm his status with Penrith for a five-year deal and, and along with his dad, it gives everyone confidence around the, around the club. And, you know, he's um, – I still think, you know, we, we speak about the best halfbacks in the game, of, you know, the Johnses and the um, the Thurstons and the mm. Cronks. Well, he's quickly he's quickly accelerating to, towards them. Um, yeah. And I think once he finishes his career, he's going to be in the same bracket. Well, yeah, I mean, let's say he's not even quite at his halfway point of his career right now because he's 25 years of age. He's, a he's baby, got two yeah. – Two premierships. He's got a Clive Churchill. Uh, he's obviously representing his country. People probably don't remember this stat, but in his first, he made his debut in 2017 as a 19 mm. year old. He he led the competition for points. Yeah. The, yeah. the the youngest player ever to do it, and so or the youngest player in a, in a very long time to do it. This this is a this is a a rugby league CV that if it continues on its trajectory, it's going to be up there with one of the greatest careers we've ever seen. Now we touch wood, and we hope that he stays injury free and all the yeah, rest. Yeah, but and, of course. Um, but speaking of injuries, I do just want to um, give a shout out and send the best and thoughts with um, oh. Ryan Pappenhausen because yep. well the, this is just—I mean—a fractured ankle. I did watch mm. something on the NRL Physios uh, Twitter feed the other day, which suggested that he could be right to go for round one. Now yep. crossing everything, but well, the, the uh, original—we all heard the original prognosis, Liam, was that it was a f- compound fracture. Mm. That he'd bone had come through the skin that was quickly dismissed by Frank Panisi, the head of football at at Melbourne, and then a lot of people before that diagnosis were comparing it to the Jarrell Yayi 
incident oh, yeah. uh, years ago when he basically had the compound fracture of his ankle. So um, that was the reason that I think the Melbourne hierarchy had to come out in the front foot and say, no, there was no compound fracture. Like a lot of people were saying, it was, just most, it was basically a badly broken ankle. Um, and it was. It's, um, but yeah, that was good news. If you're going to have good news out of a broken ankle, it's the fact that he can get back on the bike and, and, and he's been through rehab. You know, he knows yep. that uh, it's, it's lonely. He knows that it's going to be a hard task getting back to where he wants to be, but I'm pretty sure he's determined and he's going to have a really good rugby league team around him. All right, let's go to the uh, elimination semifinals. Obviously, we mentioned that the Raiders and the Sharks' seasons are over, but let's just talk about them for a moment. The Roosters. The Roosters. Wow. They're still alive, 13 to 12. Uh, it, this game went to extra time, charge downs, uh, penalty, field goals. They, they've fallen over the line here, or they've scraped through, and, uh, and uh, not a, a Terrifying prospect, but they're still the Sydney Roosters, uh, mm. and they continue on in this in this in this competition this year. What did you make of of that game? And obviously, I mean the controversy around the Luke Keary charge down, which has been definitively shown he wasn't yep. offside, so it was all clear. Yep. What did you make of the game? I, I thought they were gallant. I, I thought this was probably the, out of the four games, the one with the least luster about it. I think maybe it was because there was only thirteen thousand at the game, and I don't think the Sharks. I think another team would have beaten the Roosters pretty convincingly. Um, the Roosters are limping towards this, this stage of the season. They've they've just lost three players, Manu, Swalihi, and Billy Smith, who played on fantastically with a, with a fractured uh, jaw as well. So they're limping to where, the, where they are. But then you see individual efforts like Kiri did, like Tedesco did with mm. the charge downs of Two Nico Two charge Hall. downs, yeah. You see Sam Walker coming into his own with that field goal. Um, you look at their, their unsung heroes like... Um, C.O.R. Wong in the back row and um, Terrell May coming off the bench. These guys have these guys don't care, who, you know, that they no one knows who they are. They they are playing a, a, a Roosters brand of footy, and you know, it was what around eighteen or nineteen? I think South. Uh, sorry, the the Sydney Roosters were fourteenth. Uh, yep. The Knights were thirteenth, and here we are. They're both playing uh, rugby league this weekend in an elimination final. Um, I think, I think to class this. Roosters' year as a success, they they've got to win Friday night against the Storm. Yeah. I think if they don't, we're going to think, well, this is a team that most, and I, and I include myself, uh, had them been playing in the grand final. Yep. Um, now they didn't even make the top four. They were lucky to make the eight. They've got to beat the Melbourne Storm to get to the third week of finals. I think for it to be a successful season, no matter what you throw at them. We're going to tuck into those finals shortly because one is one is a final that I think we all probably expected to see at some stage of the finals, and the other is a final I don't think anybody thought we would see no. at any point with the Warriors taking on the Knights. <laughs> Just quickly though, Knights Raiders, this was the final game of what a week game. one, and what a game! What a game in front of a raucous home crowd at McDonald Jones Stadium. This was everything that is great about rugby. I loved this game. I was I was being incredibly rude to my family and my in-laws who were around on the Sunday because they were trying to have some quality family time, and I was just shouting at the TV. This was such a good game. I've seen a lot of elimination finals rugby league in my time and uh this is up there with the this is right up there with them um as far as everything goes the bazaars the the theater um 16-6 they were down and, and for the first time in a long time in this 10 game winning streak from the Newcastle Knights they were pulled into the into deep water um down 16-6 at half time uh things going against them and 
they found a way to do it and and do what they did. They scored twenty four unanswered points, and um, then the, the the Raiders bounced back with a try to Frawley, and obviously the biting allegation, the biting suspension uh, was a bit of a table turner. Um, that, that kind of changed a little bit of the momentum, but mm. I still think um, the Raiders were gallant as well. The Raiders were fantastic. They they played the tough brand of footy without three of their their gun players uh, and and forward pack as well. You know it's. Uh, you got to tip your lid to the Raiders, um, but the the Knights on this ten game winning streak have just been fantastic. And um, look, momentum is everything. You know, sometimes it's when you when you're not used to losing, it's it's kind of well, we're not going to lose this game. We, what's that? What do you mean? What's losing mean? We've we've won ten in a row. We we don't know what losing means. It's, and that can be very hard to play against because they're never out of the game. And against the Raiders, they're never out of this game because they found a way to get back into it. And on the back of the the human highlight, Dom Young, um, who oh, is Roosters bound next year. What a, what a season he's had. What a freaking mm. season he's had. So, yeah, it's a, um, could have asked for a better first week of finals, but now we we turn our attentions to these two, another elimination finals over this weekend, which will be mouth-watering in their own, their own special way. One last comment on that game. I'm really glad to see that um, I think Caitlin Ponga's reputation is growing. I think yeah. we, we, everyone was... It was all, because he was so good so early. Yep. The hype around him was he was never going to be able to match the hype because it was it was sky high. He was as hyped as any young player has been in recent memory coming into the game. Yeah, agree. And he was paid as a result to that level. And then the injuries came, and then we've had some off-field moments. And to see him come back from and miss Origin this year and come back from the concussions and to be playing how he is in the – and this run, don't get it twisted, this run is off the back of, of their superstar, Caelan Ponga, and he is back at superstar levels now. And I, I love it. I, just, I love that Caelan Ponga – is a superstar in the finals. I just, it's great for the game of rugby league. You know, you point to all well, these even games. When that, even when the last couple of minutes of, of extra time, and that was refreshing to see extra time instead of golden point um, oh, in, in finals footy when we're actually trying to score tries. Mm. Um, he got the ball. He was going to take a, a shot at field goal. And then he ran the ball and it looked like he got a high shot. And I thought the penalty was for that. And we all went, we were kind of held our, held our breath and went, oh no, oh no, that's, this is, this is not good. No. Then we saw that, Hudson Smith, Hudson, 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 Smith, Hudson Young, Young yeah. was offside, offside by half by a meter, um, and then the two points were kicked by by you know Kalen Ponga. But wow, what yeah, what a game! Um, so it's great, great to have him playing well. Yeah, it's, it is. I, I, I echo everything you said about him. Right, let's get into these games. These, this is it. We've got. Let's starts on Friday. Starts tomorrow night with the Melbourne Storm taking on the Roosters in Melbourne. Mm. This is a this I think some people would have had this as their grand final. The Melbourne Storm, the Sydney Roosters, uh prior to this Penrith Panthers run, these are the best two teams of the last 20 years. This is you and I actually did a deep dive on the last the first 20 years of the 2000s of the NRL. We went on a deep dive of that. We went yep. back and it's the Storm and it's the Roosters and it is and it's daylight to everybody else. Now the Panthers have gone on on a run since then, but to have these two clubs meet this weekend is so exciting. Oh, yeah, in so many different ways. I mean, Melbourne played such an un-Melbourne-like game against the Broncos. You know they're going to come and respond tomorrow night. You know they're going to be a different team. But momentum is so strong in, in rugby league, especially this, this time of the year when, you know, I spoke, I think, on the podcast last week about the Canberra Raiders of 89 who had to win nine games in a row to win the competition. And they're unstoppable. 
they just were unstoppable. They had so much momentum going their way. Um, in that grand final they played, they went into extra time. They won it in extra time against the Tigers. And uh, the Knights remind me a lot of them. The, the, the Newcastle Knights remind me a lot of them. Um, but this game against the Roosters and Storm, well, I mean, Melbourne, Melbourne was so un- – I think I read something with Nick Meaney, might have been today or yesterday, where he was getting interviewed and um, they all count their momentum changes, you know, in a game where they mm. either drop a ball or make a mistake or give a penalty away. or um, They average about 15 of them per game, Melbourne, through the season proper. Well, against the Broncos, they were 30, averaging around uh, really? 30 momentum. So they doubled their momentum changes in the game, and it, it was evident. It was it was just evident. There was no one backing each other up. There was no there was no intent in defence, and the the Broncos fed off it. The Broncos kind of they they smelt blood in the water early, um, but you know we're not going to see that same team tomorrow night. No. We, you know that Melbourne are going to come to play, in particular the forwards who are manhandled by the Broncos. Um, Jerome Hughes obviously is in doubt. We don't at, at the moment as we. We sit here at um, on Thursday afternoon doing this. Uh, he's a fifty-fifty at the moment. Uh, apparently, he's, he's he's got a bug or something. Mm. Um, but it's, it's all it's 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 all about you know Cameron Munster. Uh, Munster's got to be that man. He's got to be the man that steps up to the plate. And, and Harry Grant, who was who was uncharacteristically niggly last week against the Broncos, he got he got caught in the niggle with Billy Walters, and he was off his game somewhat. So you'll see a different. I think you're going to see a different Melbourne Storm. But I tell you what. These roosters won't go away. They are uh, they are playing with grit and determination, and this time of year, that's all you need. We're going to save the MG's painted paper test for the prelims onwards. We'll do it for the prelims and the grand final, so we won't do it for this week. But I don't know if you saw Cam Munster's post game interview after the loss to yeah, the Broncos. He said dog shit. He said we played he like dog shit, which made uh-huh. me giggle. But but <laughs> also, but it was it was as frank as you can get. And you talk about Harry Grant, who we're not used to seeing. You you bang on MG. He was, he got, it was almost like he got, it went back into origin mode and, and was caught, of, caught up in the niggle and 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 unnecessary chat uh, yep. that, that you can do in origin because you're surrounded by greatness and that's kind yep. of a part of it. But Billy Walters, I mean, tip your hat to Billy Walters and the season yep. he's had. Oh, yeah. um, but you're right. You don't expect them to be, any worse. The the issue, I guess, I mean, there's significant team changes for both these sides because obviously Ryan Pappenhausen out. He was just sort of coming back and came off the bench in the 14. Xavier Coates has gone as well. Yeah. Um, and young Tonamapaya. So there's some changes to that, uh, the outside backs there for the Storm. And similarly for the Roosters, Joey Manu's yeah. out and Joseph Suoli is out, um, as is Billy Smith. So it's, it, you like, you know the it's final, so the battle's always going to be won in the forwards by the forwards. But I, I like the return of Justin Olam. I like. So I. I think it's really important for the Storm. I think so too. I think a big games uh, for Melbourne in the last three or four seasons, and the one constant for me is uh, Justin Olam in the centres. And young Tom Mapia had a pretty uh, ordinary night by his standards. He's been mm. very solid this year, young. Um, but unfortunately, um, they targeted him and. Yeah, and I thought I wondered where Olam was, and obviously he just didn't get picked. Um, same with uh, Remus Smith, who I think is a is a presence. Obviously on yeah. the field, I think you know. Obviously they're going to lose a presence player, which is Xavier. But the three Roosters players who are out, um, that's going to hurt them a lot because mm. uh, Monroski hasn't played much first grade this year. Um, obviously Corey Allen, he's a he's an Origin player, so you know he's a he's a good. And Jackson Paulo has been in <laughs> South Wales Cup for most of the season, so. Um, 
but they aren't players who you got to you know you got to go somewhere and knock on the door and see if he's fit to play. I mean, these guys are going to step up the plate and ready to roll. Um, it's the four packs, but both four packs have got to cancel each mm-hmm. other out. And as I said, I've been really impressed with uh, some young guns in the Roosters pack. Um, I expect the the Christian Walshers and the um, the the Kamakamikas and the Kings of the world to really step up in this game because they were they were so outplayed by the Broncos yeah. forwards. It wasn't funny. And if Harry Grant reckons, uh, if it's like Harry Grant's been um, playing checkers when he took on Billy Walters last week. This oh, week he's it's... coming up against Brandon Smith. Get yeah. ready for three D chess, Harry. This is if you if you well, if you can't be helped but be drawn into niggle by Billy Walters. Good luck this weekend because the hectic cheese I think will be out to send a message to his old mob. Yeah, the irony of all this has been his turnaround in form. You know, it's it's probably taken him a, a good six seven months to assimilate to to Sydney living and being under that constant microscope of. Um, there's no anonymity in Sydney. Once you're a rugby league player, especially for the Roosters, you've got lenses on you from everywhere. And that's something I don't think he would have been used to coming up from Melbourne uh, in his infancies of, the, of his... Yeah. You know, it, um, I think the fact now he's, he's fit. Um, and let's not forget as well, Liam, that even though he's playing number nine for the Roosters and it was their star import, he, he didn't play much number nine for the Melbourne Storm in the last no, four seasons. He was he's a bench player. Bench, you know, either playing lock or, or giving Harry Grant a rest. So he's... He's kind of got back to basics. He's got, you know, his mm. passing game has become a lot better, and um, he holds a big key in the Roosters if they want to win tomorrow night against the Storm, yeah. and he knows that. And I think that's one one thing they've got to shut down is Brandon Smith out of dummy half um, Who are you tomorrow tipping? night because oh, I'm tipping the I'm tipping Melbourne Storm because I don't mm. think they can play like they did last week. But if Jerome Hughes is out, gee, they come back to the field. Yeah. Um, by all, like yeah, by all reports, um, young. Jonah Pezzett is still out with a hamstring injury, so that means they're going to have to put young Wishart at seven, who isn't a recognised number seven. Um, it's got to be, it's got to be all up to Munster playing that that six and seven role. He's got to touch the ball at least thirty times, or have at least thirty runs for the Melbourne Storm to beat the Roosters. Because the Roosters' momentum is coming, and they're going to come to get you, Melbourne. Look out! I think I'm tipping the Roosters. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I can see why. I can see I, why. I'm, I'm just looking at it, and you know what it is for me? It's Kieran Walker. It's the return of Sam Walker into this side. Yeah. And again, he's not quite at the he's not quite at the Ponger and, and Cleary hype level, but geez, he was a pumped up. You don't lose talent. Talent, like you can lose conditioning and you can lose work ethic and all the rest of that, but you don't lose talent. Like he isn't any less talented than he was when he came into the system with such high raps. And I... I just think that it's a more it's a more settled spine. I think it's a more settled spine. So, and I and I think Lindsay Collins might be having a career best year. So, oh, so uh, yeah, uh, you, you know, avocado man. He he swears away avocados. If any kids <laughs> are listening to this podcast, eat avocados. There, Peter Siddle was the, the banana fat, man. Yeah, the good Peter, fat you need. Peter Siddle used to swear by bananas, yep. and now uh, we got Lindsay Collins swearing on the avocado. So um, I'm going with the avocados. Hey. Okay. Uh, right, let's roll on to Saturday afternoon. Warriors Knights. This I said that the Storm Roosters was a final we all expected to see at some point. This is a final I don't reckon anyone expected to see. This is no. a team, the Warriors, Andrew Webster should be coach of the year in my opinion, and Adam O'Brien rightfully being offered a new contract by the Newcastle Knights for the run that they've gone on. We go back to round 17 and the, the, the drums were beating. There was about six or seven ex-coaches who were lined up for the job in Newcastle. Um, basically, Adam O'Brien was packing his bags and saying, well, yeah. I'm gone. 
you know, this is on the back of, he had a pretty ordinary, I think his mother passed away in April. Um, and I think things were put into perspective by Adam O'Brien. I think he thought to himself, you know what, rugby league is great, but it's not everything. It's not the be and all and end all. And I think that's mirrored his player's temperament. Without knowing how or he operates or, or you know, any inside knowledge of what he's like as a coach, for me watching on the outside, sometimes he seems a little bit bombastic or he did seem bombastic and that kind of filled it down to the playing group. It was a little bit like, like he was all too on edge all the time. He's still yeah. too angry. He was a little Ricky Stewart-esque. Yeah, he was trying to, but there's only one Ricky something Stewart. he wasn't. I think yeah. he was trying to be something he wasn't. And I think the best tick of approval you can get in rugby league is your players want to play for you. That's number one. And they obviously do, Liam, because since that game in round 18 against the Dogs, before the Dogs, round 17, round 18 they beat the Dogs 66 points to nil down here in Sydney at Acor Stadium, and they haven't lost a game since. They haven't lost a game since, and I think the players are feeding off the new and improved Adam O'Brien. I think that he's got to take a big, big pat on the back because the coach sets the standard of the tempo and the the anger, the emotion, and and when you go when you go through a bereavement like he has, uh, things change forever. Mm. Um, you realise that what you're doing is it should be fun, not not a chore, and that's what the players have all uh, you know fell in the line about. I think. Yeah. Look, as we speak, Sean Johnson is in doubt. For the Warriors, that's a mm-hmm. massive, massive drama for them because I don't know where their points are coming from. I will say that Volkman um, had a really good game against uh, the Raiders in reserve grade last week. Man of the match by a mile. Uh, set up tries, scored a try. Kicking game was good. So, But it's not Sean Johnson. No. Um, the Newcastle Knights for mine who are running, the, they're going to go over there on Saturday. It's going to be 6 p.m. New Zealand time. It's going to be dewy. It's going to be slippery. Um, it's going to be a... Well, the Newcastle having the contrast. It's it's when you think about what happened in Newcastle last Sunday, that crowd of thirty thousand people. Well, flip it and put that in New Zealand for this <laughs> this Sunday. It's 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 so they're they're going to have like sixty thousand people watching them in two weeks. The Newcastle Knights. Yeah. Will they feed off that? Probably. Um, I, I'm leaning towards the Knights winning because that ten game winning streak is hard to. It was really hard to dislodge. Um, mm. And I just don't know if if Sean Johnson doesn't play. I don't know where they're getting their points from. Looking at it, and Sean Johnson's been named. We should say Sean's been named. um, And he's going to partner Tamari Martin, who another incredible rugby league story um, in the halves as well. On the other side of it, Jackson Hastings hasn't been named, and I don't think he's uh, he He was he was refusing to get scans on the ankles because he he, (laughs) I don't think he wanted to acknowledge the the reality, but. It looks Adam Clune has been named to play at number seven. I just want to talk you through, for those that don't know the Adam Clune story, uh, this is a bloke who only made his debut. He's 27, he's 28 years of age now. And he only made his debut uh, at the age of 25 for the Dragons back in 2020. Still hasn't played 50 first grade games. Uh, I think for the year this year, he's probably, I'm just having a quick look. Uh, This will be, this weekend will be his fourth game. For the season. He's been playing New South Wales Cup all year. And now he's being asked to get on a plane and go into the one of the hardest road trips in rugby league yes. and steer this team around the park. Yep. Not only steer this team around the park, but also I think part of his responsibility is going to be to temper the attitude of his halves mate, Tyson Gamble, who... Mm. 
I don't I don't think he's got a short fuse. I don't think he has a fuse. I think his fuse no. is inverted inside of him. This is a guy who it's just... It's an ingrown fuse. <laughs> it's an ingrown fuse he's got. Yeah, like it's, my, like my planter just, waters. He just wants to he just wants to start shit all the time. And yeah, he's in your uh, face, man. Which he's is part of the charm he, 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 of this he reminds side. Me, he reminds me a lot of my 1991 5'8", Steve Carter. He's, really? Um, we called him the hound dog for a reason that he would just, he would set up, he'd run out on the field and start talking to their team. Like it's like, you know, just stuff, just, just going scarred up, you know, it's, but that's what got him in the game. And that's, you know, we always knew that him at number six would hold his own. And, um, and I think Gamble's very similar. Gamble's been one of the success stories of the season. He's been he? great. It's, along with, uh, I think there's about three or four players who have just jumped out of the out of the box this year. Well, and Greg Marju, second chance saloon Mar- after leaving yeah. the Titans, the beast. How the hell did we let him go? The bodybuilder. Yeah. It's a, uh, look, it's uh, again, it's come down to the, this, both games will come down to the forward because I thought the Warriors four pack were, you know, we spoke about the niggle with Harry Grant. Well, I haven't seen Adam Fanua Blake in the niggle all year. But last week in with Moses Leota, he was. Uh. So it's, when you when your alpha male is involved in that stuff, it kind of, you you get along with it as well because if you're a second rower or a lock or a fellow front rower, you've noticed that your alpha mm. dog is starting to, to talk crap or yeah. get crap talk against him, and he's and he's taking the bait. He hasn't done it all year, so why start in in a in a pre in a in a, a major semi final? Yeah. Uh, only he would know that. But I think it's got to be on the back of him. His second phase play was and and his quick play of the balls why is why Wade Egan had such a fantastic season. Um, you know, some of the buyers of the season in their in their Ford pack are Jackson Ford and Nia Cora and Mitchell Barnett and Nickel Clockstat. I mean, there's oh Mitch Barnett up against his old site too. Yeah, it's a, there's a, there's a lot of uh, different you know headlines that we can read into this, but I think ultimately, um, I'll put it this way: if, if Sean Johnson doesn't play, I think Knights will win. I think if Sean Johnson does play, the Warriors will win. Okay, well, I mean. Th- I think he plays. I, I just don't, I can't see Andrew Webster not rolling the dice. I, you know, if he's at 70%, if he's at, you, this is it. This is it. Yes. This is what you've fought for. And, and I imagine Sean Johnson is going to want to play because he's a, he's a player and you've, I think you've got to back him in. And I think if you, you go down swinging with, with Sean Johnson rather than lose by resting him, you know, I think that, so what and if, again, what, I'm guessing. What if, what if they said to you know um, you about him? Yep. Okay. You're um, you're Adam. You're Andrew Webster. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the physio. Uh, right. Webby, look. Uh, Talk to me. Jono's. Hey, just quickly, just quickly, club physio. Haven't had a haven't I had a good year as a coach? Haven't I oh, gone been, well? Yeah, well, yeah. It's not all about you, but Webby. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but you have, mate. You're, you're in the top two. I think Ivan's yeah, better thanks. than you, but I oh, get um, stuffed. I I've, I've monitored him all week. He's fifty fifty mm. to play. Another right. seven days of physio, and he's going to be ninety five percent if we okay. if we beat the the knights. What do you want yep. to do? Well, uh, just just quickly, mate. If if we lose, he can have three months of physio. Doesn't matter. Yep. We're playing him. We're That's playing right. him. You're playing where'd him you get if your fifty percent. Where'd you get your degree from, mate? Uh, Kellogg's. <laughs> <laughs> then we're paying you too much. <laughs> Um, I just, I just honestly switching back to uh, Andrew uh, Liam Flanagan here. I, I just think you, this has been a season of redemption, of uh, you know, reminding the home fans what it is like to have this team on the ground, 
playing well. There's a feeling. There's a there's such great emotion within within this team. Yep. I, I just think you got to risk it. I I don't see. I I think him just being out there, and you would know this. But you just spoke about Steve Carter and what he gave to your side back in those early nineties. I think if you look around and you talk about those forwards. Uh, Adam Fanua Blake and, and Mitch Barnett and, and Tohu Harris seeing Sean Johnson out on the ground with them yep. will will give them the belief that yep. okay this is it we're we're having a go we're committing here and it's it's we're chips in um, here and I think I think, so. think, I, I think you're right you got to you've got to there is no tomorrow there is no tomorrow Rocky there is no tomorrow, is no tomorrow. so yeah um, I, I think I think even if he plays a link player even if he that depends on how about that calf is if it's torn well he's, well, he's, he's, he's no but the fact that if it's a strain um he mightn't goal kick he mightn't tactical kick but he might just be that part that that deaf pass from you know the the, the half back to the back rowers to the wingers yeah I, I I'm with you I think if he's if, 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 I'm, if I'm a player and my halfback is doing everything he can to be on the field, yeah. I'm getting confidence because that's our best player. I'm getting confident that he's running out in the field, even if he's not fit. That means that he, it means so much to him. So let's let's lift. Let's lift compared to what he did the penalty last week. We were, we were ordinary last week. So we've can got I to be throw, a lot better. Can I throw one more example as to why Sean Johnson will play this weekend? Of course. Cooper Cronk, 2018 grand final. Yep. Cooper Cronk, when it matters. One child, 19. was 19. When, uh, he wore the twenty three, didn't? Oh, was it twenty nineteen? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. was it? Was it, it was against Raiders. It was against Raiders. No, it was against the Storm. Oh, that's right. It was so the twenty eighteen Grand Final against the Melbourne Storm. And yeah. remember, he played in the number twenty three. And I think it was Mitch Orbison that was named in the seven. But yeah. they. But the point was simply have and Luke Keery. What a performance by Luke Keery in that game, which makes me look at this and go, Tamari Martin, you, there's going to be a lot on you in this game. Yeah. But you look at what the way the Roosters, how what he's still provided by being out there. And I'm not saying Sean Johnson is Cooper Cronk in the same because they are very different players. But I just think him being out there is 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 enough, is a reason yeah. enough to play him. Just presence I think, alone. I think so. you're right. Who are you tipping? As I said, if worries. Have Sean Johnson. I'm tipping them. If uh, he doesn't play, I think it's going to be the Knights. I think Sean Johnson. I think Sean Johnson wins, and uh, then we set ourselves for a. Oh, well, then they play the winner of the Broncos. Brisbane the Broncos, is going to be Brisbane oh. on Saturday night at Suncorp Stadium wow. with the Broncos, and a lot of there is a huge community of Warriors supporters in the River City. That will be that'll be fifty thousand. They'll be they'll be climbing the rafters of Suncorp mm. Stadium to get into that one, uh, and then on the other side, it sets us up for a Panthers Storm prelim, possibly, or a Panthers course, Roosters at a core stadium. Yeah, wow, 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 <laughs> wow, wow. Rugby league. wow is the right <laughs> words. Um, all right, sir. Well, there it is. We've got uh, two more eps of MG's Rugby League rundown to go. We will begin MG's patented paper yeah. test. Next week, if you've never heard of one of these before, trust me, it, it, it'll blow your mind. It'll blow Tell your mind how accurate this thing is. Tell your friends, they've got to listen to the uh, Rundown podcast, because it is the only podcast <laughs> worth listening to. We've got to get out of here. Go, Enjoy go the brother. weekend. We'll talk See to you next champion. week. Bye, mate. Triple M Footy lives on Listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water.